Two iconic British institutions have come together this month with a donation of the archive from the hit TV series Spitting Image to Cambridge University Library. Roger Law, one of the co-creators of the show, and archivist Deirdre Amsden donated their collection in November. The satirical series was one of the most-watched shows of the 1980s and early 1990s and featured puppet caricatures of prominent celebrities of the time. They included Prime Ministers Margaret Thatcher and John Major, as well as other politicians, the then-US President Ronald Reagan and the British royal family. The series was the first to broadcast a caricature of Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother as an elderly gin drinker with the voice of Beryl Reed. At its peak, Spitting Image was watched by 15 million people. The Margaret Thatcher puppet and the unbroadcast script and videotape for the pilot episode take pride of place alongside the works of Newton, Darwin and other treasures at the library. So why would this revered institution want a collection of memorabilia from such an irreverent show? Good question, says Mark Purcell, Deputy Director of Research Collections. Those of us of the right vintage all remember how extremely influential Spitting Image was in its day. Everybody watched it. Everybody listened to it. It was quoted in the papers and the school playground the next morning and in people's offices. It absolutely helped to set the agenda for the political process right the way through the 1980s and on into the 1990s. And obviously that is of interest to the university, to the library and, of course, to the researchers who use this great library. The stuff is not here to be, if you like, to be idle curiosity. The stuff is here to actually ultimately to drive research. But there's another interesting uh, thing in Cambridge, which is this, that we have in the city one of the great collections of political papers anywhere in the world. Interestingly enough, they're not in the university library. They are in the Churchill Archive Centre at Churchill College, which was founded as part of the National Memorial to Churchill in the mid-60s. So it contains Churchill's papers, but it also contains other political papers, noticeably Mrs Thatcher. Um, So if you like, in a space across, a a brief physical space across Cambridge City Centre, we have the politicians' official view of themselves, and then we have the satirists, the spitting image view, sitting here, I suppose one other thing which might be worth pondering, of course, is that this library is a legal deposit library. Just to explain that, we are a library which has for hundreds of years received by law copies of everything published in the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland. Um, Of course, something's failed to get here, but among other things, this means that we have in the collection already... um, a lot of the classic works of satire, particularly from the 18th and 19th centuries, things like Cruikshank and Gilray, which were a direct inspiration to Spitting Image. So if you like, there are a range of dialogues on, on a whole range of different levels there. Essentially, we are going to be acquiring and are in the process of acquiring the whole Spitting Image archive. So every aspect of how the thing worked. So that includes things like the business records. It includes importantly, the scripts. It includes drafts, including things that were never broadcast. It includes the original artwork, photographic material, spin-off material, and a quantity of AV material, audiovisual material. We're not acquiring the whole run of puppets. In fact, the collection was dispersed some years ago, but we are acquiring three of the stars, of whom the most famous, as you might guess, was Mrs Thatcher, who I was, I suppose, the star of the show. Ah, another day over and a few moments of peace to gather strength. Oh, look at me. 
White cheeks, sunken eyes, wrinkles. I'm getting old and ugly. How dare you call me old and ugly? Who are you? There's two sides to your personality, Margaret. The nasty, evil side. And then me. Even more nasty, evil side. That's terrible. I'll have to pay two pearl taxes. The writers were never afraid to poke fun at the pressing issues of the day, the poll tax being one of them. In fact, among the boxes and memorabilia still to come, the newspaper cuttings which reflect the controversial nature of the programme, as well as letters from irate viewers. The archive also contains books, board games, rehearsal scripts and post-production notes. Over the coming months, the library will acquire puppets of Mikhail Gorbachev and Alan Bennett, thousands of images from the show, hundreds of videotapes and moulds for the puppets. Spitting Image won two BAFTAs and two International Emmys. Some of the biggest names in entertainment were involved in the show, including Harry Enfield, Steve Coogan, Paul Whitehouse, Alistair McGowan, Ian Hislop, John Sessions and Deborah Stevensons. But it is a homegrown success. The idea was conceived right here in Cambridge. Mark Purcell again. In the first place, there were friends in common and contacts in common, which led to lots of very intriguing initial conversations. But in fact, Roger has quite deep connections with these parts. He's born not very far away and grew up in the Fens. He was educated at the Cambridge School of Art. And in addition to that, Spitting Image started in central Cambridge, in the Kite, in Orchard Street, just around the corner, in fact, from where I live. So actually, it's got Cambridge all over it. This does feel like the right place. And I know Roger has said it feels like it's coming home. Co-creator Roger Law remembers the early days in a studio not far away. One might even say within spitting distance of the library. Peter Fluck and I worked in Cambridge in Victoria Street in an old um, chapel. And we worked there for seven or eight years. And the first puppets for Spitting Image Pilot, that's one before they let you go to series, were made in Cambridge. And some of the best characters came out of the print work that we did, which is where we started. Kebbit in his leather jacket and truncheon. The characters would develop for print and then it was very easy to transfer them to TV. And I would think the only thing we really achieved was transferring the political cartoon from print to a new medium, television. The university has had many hundreds of years of conserving manuscripts, but what challenges will it face preserving the latex puppets? As an institution, as you'd imagine, when, when we acquire things, we think quite carefully about what are the long-term implications of caring for the puppets, or indeed not just caring for the puppets, but caring for anything that comes in. Um, you will not be surprised that as a great research library, our primary act expertise is with paper and parchment. So rubber puppets are a relatively new area for us. But of course, we have an excellent team of professional conservators here who are completely networked up. And we will take, seek the right advice and seek uh, the, the right way of doing things. I suppose it's reassuring that ultimately we will be taking care of three puppets rather than many hundreds of them. Another interesting thought which we're beginning to ponder is whether both as a preservation tool and as a digital tool, we might look in future with the approval of the creators of the material to producing a 3D digital model of the puppet. Um, we have a digital imaging studio here, which has a very good track record, not just of digitising books and manuscripts, which are visible on the Cambridge Digital Library, which, in answer to your question earlier on, is freely accessible to everyone all over the world. But among other things, they have done 3D digital imaging in the last couple of years, which have ranged from ancient, ancient Chinese 
oracle bones, which are thousands of years old, through to little scientific instruments and globes and other things, where using quite innovative technology, we produce 3D imaging of those. Now that's an idea! A 3D image of myself! Cloning just wasn't reliable enough during my lifetime, but I'm sure those clever chaps at the University of Cambridge could sort something out now. I'll just get out of this box and down to the Department of Engineering to see what they can do. Then... I can get back to number 10 and start sorting out the mess they've been in ever since I stepped down. Just rejoice. Rejoice at that news. Stephen Nallon as Mrs Thatcher, rather fittingly providing the final word. While a date has not yet been fixed, there are plans to put selected items from the archive on public display in the near future.